Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, it's Josh here. You are listening to The Murder Hobros, a podcast where I stay in touch with my friends through the medium of a role-playing game or series of role-playing games. Uh, yeah, it's hot today. Um, well, I've got a show coming up for you. It is, again, like last week's episode, a bit of a different format because we've had this technical issue where Sandy's audio is is not there. And that doesn't make for a great show when one of the cast members just is silent forever. So I have done exactly the same as what I did last week. And that should resolve the problem for next week's game because I believe we've got audio as per normal from next week. So this week's, again, is a shorter format, a little bit shorter than the normal one. I'm just going to give you the story beats and the main information so that you know what's happening. Thankfully, it times quite well with what the guys are doing. So we'll jump into that in a minute and it should just streamline the content so we can get back up to speed next week and no one misses out on what's happening. As always, if you're enjoying the show, if you have any feedback, please let us know at murderhobros on Twitter. And again, if you're enjoying the show, please like and rate and review it on your preferred podcast formatting platform. That always helps us. That helps us grow. That helps more people find us. And that is a great way of showing support if you are enjoying what we're doing. Anyway, I don't think I've got too much more to add. Um, I'll give you that theme music and then we'll jump in. Bye. So the last time we checked in with our characters, they are exploring the lizard folk enclave from the inside with the approval of the queen, Queen Othokan. Their initial foray into the cave system, which may or may not have led into 
the lizard folk enclave was very unsuccessful. They basically walked into some guards and, well, really an ambush. And it kicked off pretty heavily and even resulted in a death of a lizard folk. The party quickly realized that they were in trouble and surrendered their weapons and themselves to the mercies of the lizard folk, who took them to an audience with the Queen Othokan. Once a dialogue was actually established, they quickly realized that despite the murder, they weren't massively opposed to each other regarding um, standings in the local area. And I'm specifically talking about ethics, morals, and the potential threat, which would be a threat from the Sahuagin. The murder's not overlooked, but the party have 24 hours to ingratiate themselves amongst the ingratiate themselves amongst the lizard folk that's better and then in turn be assessed for their worthiness and that's where we kind of had our party last game they were doing their separate bits they'd completely split up with their respective kind of natural missions just seeing what takes them what happens is all impulse and what's natural at the time once they split up inside this enclave and that's where we'll go to today for today's recap of events so shale is still in the temple three hours of meditation with the priest and he's making some progress on building trust shale learns about simonia the lizard folk god and in classic Sandy fashion, Shale then proceeds to have a spell off in the temple with the priest. Shale flexes and conjures a lizard, I think, assuming that this might win him some points with the lizard folk. Mild flex on his part. The priest polymorphs into a crocodile. Shale then concludes this, this uh, magical contest and has a little explore. He actually finds two lizard folk hatchlings, children of the lizard folk, who are naughtily playing in the throne room, the throne room being empty at the time. And the children are called Atwak and Vutha, named for the different colour patterns on their scale work. The children show off the queen's trophy wall, which is full of heads of animals and enemies that her and her people have conquered. And Shale does something pleasantly unexpected he just plays it with the children he just has a kind of fatherly loving nurturing moment with these hatchlings and it's not weird who would have thought that that crazy little gnome had a nurturing side to him nikas leaves sora of the advisor and goes to the drill hall to show the lizard folk some of his moves and martial training. Othokun is watching the training session, and as Nikas enters, he sees the lizard folk are throwing javelins at straw dummies. Nikas shows his skill with an impressive javelin strike, which goes straight through the face of one of the straw dummies and embeds in the wall. The acting military chief is called Urtos, Urtos, and he is begrudgingly impressed, but a little bit pissed at Nikas's skill. The language barrier 
doesn't help Nikas, but he does take this as a teaching opportunity and runs through some exercises and some martial drills. There are a lot of gormless lizard folk. Uriel meets a scale shield, which would be a larger lizard folk warrior, sharpening his sword as he moves on from the barracks where he'd spent the last three hours. Once more language barriers scupper his plans for building rapport. Uriel finds a chest in another empty room and decides to smash it open. And he finds some weapons, gold and trinkets. He continues on his meanderings through the Lizardfolk Enclave and finds an armory, which houses his own equipment. The equipment that was confiscated once he was arrested. And naturally, he liberates his equipment and then naturally returns to the barracks proudly showing off that he has his equipment with him to the guards, the very guards that may have confiscated it. And because he'd spent so much time with them, he has a moment, a moment which he doesn't waste. And he shows off his archery skills to the guards. They recognize that he's not coming to assault them. They acquiesce. And even one lizard folk allows Uriel to put an apple on his head. Uriel prepares his bow and absolutely wangs that apple right through its centre. The lizard folk's eyes bug out, but the apple is attached to the wall and he nervously looks around at his, his friends and they all start chuckling and his friends cheer. Strand has fully learnt the shaman's religious chant I think I can perform it. I actually chanted uh, a wedding song that I happen to know. Uh, it sounds a little bit like this. Hello, yo, hello, hello, yo, hello, hello, yo, I did that for my mates. I didn't have to do that right now. That's my gift to you. Shell, nope, Strand, fully learns this religious chant and uses it in his... Um, relationship building exercise with the shamans. It's relatively successful and they tour Strand around their home rooms, including, including the lead shaman's room. Strand sees statues of Samwanya and then decides to get the party started with the shamans. He is asking for mushrooms. He wants some sort of natural high and once more the language barrier provides a complication. Rather excitedly, the shamans take him to a treasure chest and the lead shaman opens the chest and produces two green liquid-filled vials. Strand next the vial. And it's not what he thought. It's an, a very expensive antitoxin. And he doesn't get what he's looking for and maybe some mild frustration from the lizard folk as their intentions were misconstrued. That is it for today's update on the game that is missing. Once again, we play for four hours. You've now had four hours worth of content split into two podcast shows. This is not how we want to do things. Do not worry. We will be back to normal next week with an actual podcast with the guys. I don't particularly want to do this again. I am personally amazed that we got this far without it happening. That 
shocks me that we've got this far without some complication with the audio, something going missing, something being saved and lost to the void. And we got this far. Next week, it will be normal. We will return to the characters' voices, not just me talking at you for about 12 minutes. Anyway, I don't want to talk to you any longer than I need to with uh, just my voice. So there's your update. The show will be back to normal next week. Once again, I apologize for this formatting, but, you know, we've gotten through it. The technical issue hasn't beaten us. The story continues. And I know there's some moments coming up that will be well worth listening to the update in this format. Anyway, have a good week. Thank you for listening and catch up with you next week. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.